you're listening to High Temperature Times, a lovely aperitif to your overwhelmingly large Thanksgiving dinner. My name is Griffin Patterson, and I'm an application specialist with Harbison Walker International. It's a special time of year with apple pies and good football and a dinner to share with family. And it's no different in the refractory industry, except we replace apple pies with monolithics, football with installations, and our family is our contractor installer network. Without these critical contractors and installers, or CIs as we like to call them, we will be making refractories that very few people can actually use. As such, this month, I'll be speaking with Senior Director of Industrial Sales, Chris Kraft, and Director of Application Technology, Ben Stanton, about what the CI network is and why it's such a valuable aspect of our industry. So without further ado, let's invite them in. Welcome, Chris. Welcome, Ben. Good afternoon, Griffin. Hey, Griffin. Great to be here. So while this turkey is roasting, would you like to take a minute to tell us a little bit about yourselves? Uh, yeah, Ben, I'll go first. Uh, my name's Chris Kraft. I've been with HWI for over 34 years. Um, started in sales way back in 1988 in Houston, and then bounced around, spent some time in Pittsburgh, then out in the Chicago area, and now back in the Pittsburgh area, uh, holding various roles. Yeah, I uh, don't quite have the the lineage that Chris does, but uh, this summer actually marked 14 years for me at HWI. Um, so I'm still one of the new guys. But uh, I think I've been finding my way around okay here and uh, actually cut my teeth many years ago in the aluminum industry uh, as an application specialist there for both the primary and secondary aluminum markets. I uh, was there for several years before making the move to the EEC markets, our energy, environmental, and chemical markets, uh, where I helped lead the team of application specialists there. Um, worked closely with our global sourcing centers for a few years in the middle as well. Uh, and really, in all those roles I've, I've been fortunate to hold here at HWI, uh, CIs have really been an integral part of the success. And I would say both for me personally um, and with respect to the parts of the business that, that I was working in at the time. Um, and all that led to an opportunity last year to take a little more direct role working with our CI network. And so now I'm also accountable for managing the partnership and the HWI programs that help to support that. Now, I'm not sure who's older. Chris Kraft's tenure at HWI or me? <laughs> I come across that very frequently. <laughs> 1988 uh, is a, okay. fami- a familiar <laughs> year for me. <laughs> uh, you, you have not offended me at all. It's okay. I, I wear the uh, the age with, with honor. I mean, it's, it's certainly brought you a long way in this company. Now, not all people utilize outside contractors to install refractories. Some places actually have the capabilities and experience to install their own materials. Chris, for those people, what is a contractor installer and what do they do? Yeah, thanks, Griffin. Um, Industries like steel, they're installing refractories uh, virtually every day. So in those cases, many of those uh, end users have their own workforce to do that type of work. For many other industries and really mostly outside of steel in the industrial sector, uh, refractory is something that needs to be installed on a less regular basis than every day. Could be once a year, maybe every two years, could be even every 15 years for that matter. Um, In those cases, the end users just don't have the expertise or the resources to do that work that's needed. So typically those companies, I don't wanna use the word outsource, but I will, they, they outsource the refractory installation to a contractor that specializes in installing refractory. That's kind of what they do. Having said that, RCIs do much more than just install material, but I I hope that explains at least kind of the name and where they fit in the market space. Excellent, great answer. And Ben, I was talking earlier about the CI network. 
Can you lay out exactly what that means and how it's different? Yeah, I think I can kind of build on some of the, the simple comments there from, from Chris as to what they are. Um, but I'd say I sum it up that often, I think installation of refractory is seen as a means to an end to many. And, uh, you know, they have, they have to have the refractory in their vessel or their kiln in order to operate it. So they see a pallet of refractory brick or a super sack of castable. They just want to get it in and, and get it going. Uh, and that's fine. But I think it's really our fundamental belief at HWI that one of the critical components of achieving a true high quality refractory lining in service is the installation process. Uh, so you've explored this, Griffin, and some of you, you know, with some of your great guests in previous podcasts, uh, both brick and monolithic, I believe. Um, so if you take HWI and our world-class product technology and manufacturing capabilities, those need to be tightly coupled with world-class installation methodologies. So the CI network is HWI's primary route to market when it comes to partnering with installers to achieve that successful combination of both product and installation. And I think where the CI network really differentiates itself is, is with a practice of really close collaboration between HWI and the 50 plus CI companies that, that make up that network that you mentioned. Uh, and the goal there really is just better understanding of each other's strengths and capabilities and working together to promote mutual success. Our, our real goal at HWI is to familiarize the CIs in the network with our materials and have open dialogue and just discuss best practices. So when it does come time to putting the refractory lining together, we can mitigate or avoid any potential risks or issues and feel that we really have set both companies up for, for success in that endeavor. So we believe that you know really the key to maximizing our success in many of the refractory consuming markets is through these value added partnerships that, that do make up HWI's CI network. So the CI network is a fairly unique collective in this refractory industry. We were working hand in hand with the refractory supplier. Chris, can you uh, take us down a uh, memory lane a little bit and tell us how all this started? Yeah. Um, you know, the earliest agreements that we have uh, really came through our AP Green Roots, and it goes back to 1925. So almost 100 years ago. And uh, Griffin, I was not alive then, uh, but it, it started a long time ago. More recently, but still a long time ago, in uh, the early 1970s, Harbison Walker established a, a more formal contractor installer program, if you will, and started to hold some seminars and things like that. Uh, but it really goes back almost 100 years. In a more general sense, uh, I'll, I'll play off on, on what Ben just talked about a little bit. Refractory manufacturers, especially us, recognize that installers are just absolutely critical to the performance and the success of linings. So to me, it really makes a lot of sense for manufacturers to partner with contractor installers. Um, that partnership enables us to offer the best solutions and the best value to our end customers. And it also eliminates that possibility of end users being in the middle, trying to decide is, is you know, was it a material installation problem? Was it a material problem? What was that? I believe we've really uh, been able to eliminate those types of finger pointing, if you will, uh, through the partnerships that we do with our CIs. So definitely been around a long time. Um, and, and our goal is to just show continuous improvement as time goes on. So all that history brings us to where we are today. Um, ben, can you tell us about today's CI network and 
how we work together to grow and improve the industry? Yeah, I really, really like the question, um, you know, about growth and improvement in the industry. And you know, I think today's CI network is, is still largely a function of the fundamental pillars that, you know, Chris highlighted a little bit. Um, and really mutual growth and success is the driving force behind it. Um, we look at the industrial markets today, they're as dynamic as ever. Um, and it's really interesting, at least I find it really interesting and rewarding to see that along with the longevity of, of HWI and the legacy companies that, that make it up, there are, there are a number of CIs that have weathered decades of competition as well. And, and they've adapted um, and grown to still just not be relevant, but, but leaders in the market today. Um, so we have a great deal of pride knowing that we've, we've partnered along the way with some of the best refractory contractor installers, uh, and we're still working very closely with them today in the network. Uh, I mentioned the idea of, of collaboration earlier, and, and I found that uh, the more actively engaged we are with the CI network, the more we can learn about the changing needs of the industry. And I think specifically by having that access to the unique perspective that our CIs can bring to the discussion uh, really helps drive a lot of really critical conversations. Uh, many of our successful product innovations over the years were a result of working closely with the CIs to really understand their needs and explore any ideas that, that they have as, as the installers of the refractory material. And then we can couple that together with, with our HWI perspective, bringing the material science and the manufacturing side of the coin into play. So I think there's a level of growth and value that we at HWI feel we bring to the industry every day. And that value generation is, is definitely present with what our CIs do every day too. And when we've been able to put those together through these you know, really highly collaborative partnerships, we've seen the results to be much greater than any individual effort alone. And I, I think I'd add to Griffin, another area where we've really leaned on the CI network for industry growth is through utilization of our CI advisory council. So we maintain a small group of representatives from the entire CI network that we will periodically engage with to you know, sort of keep a pulse on the industry dynamics uh, and use the council as, as a sort of a soundboard of ideas uh, that come from, from our side. Uh, the CI advisory discussions have been really a great way for us to make sure that we aren't uh, you know, off base or too far in left field with some of our ideas. And since I mentioned before that you know, the value of the partnership is a successful route to market, we're, we're always mindful of how any significant changes in, in our strategy at HWI could impact the CI network and, and being in front of some of those discussions with the CI Advisory Council can actually accelerate the adoption of any new approaches to the industry. Do you have any uh, notable accomplishments that you can share thanks to the work with the CI Advisory Council? Yeah, I guess I'll leave uh, the definition of notable to the, to the listener, um, but a uh, couple of thoughts here. To me, I think you know the biggest benefit of working with the Advisory Council is dialing in messaging that, that would be going out to the entire network. Uh, so just being able to you know sort of explain our position, discuss a topic with the council, have that back and forth, you know, two-way sort of uh, analogy, that really helps us make sure that the one-way email update or the presentation that we're going to going to send out or communicate with the rest of the network uh, can have the impact that we want it to have. It can land how we want it to land, and it'll be you know meaningful to all the CIs as well. Secondly, I think you know we haven't quite figured it out yet, uh, but we've we've had some great dialogue at the advisory council meetings of late uh, regarding the status of the workforce in the refractory industry. Um, so, you know, in summary, kind of finding good, reliable talent to design, produce, and install refractory is just a, an industry-wide challenge these days. 
but with with the dialogue we we've started and, and they're carrying through the advisory council meetings, I'm I'm confident that we'll find a better, faster solution working on this together with the CI network than than really either of us would would on our own. Maybe it's something less uh, advisory council related and more just about the CI network. But the thing that comes to my mind actually is is gun tech. Do you want to talk about the the role the CI network played in in producing products like gun tech? Yeah, I mean, great example, right? There's uh, you know one of those examples of key innovations recently in the marketplace, and you know the the, the project of gun tech really was very much dependent on close working relationships and a lot of iterative feedback from CIs. Um, I'm not sure if we've, if we've had a podcast uh, topic yet on gunning refractories, but as you get into the, the guts of gunning, you know, a lot of it is, is really down to the capabilities and what the CI, what the installer themselves have to say and, and, and have the ability to work with the material. And if it doesn't meet, you know, those installation needs, it tends to really not lead to a, a very successful installation. Um, so having that close relationship, that close collaboration, and being able to work with the CIs through a project like like the GunTech design, you know, really put some of the key metrics out in front of us as a you know design refractory designing company uh, to figure out how these these gunning products had to go together that were going to one deliver what they needed to deliver in service for our our end customers, but two be something that our CIs wanted to work with and, and would choose as their refractory of choice. And um, I think we've, we're starting to see some of the results of that now, you know, just with successful gun tech installations all across the country um, and really credit a lot of that to the early adoption, but also just the, the, the willingness of a lot of our CIs to you know, grab onto a test product, if you will, and, and go shoot it and tell us how they, how they feel about it. Yeah, if I could just add to that, Griffin, uh, Ben brings up a great point. Um, we have really uh, utilized our CI network in these cases where maybe uh, there was a time when we would just say, we're going to try and develop the best product with the best physical properties or to meet these certain conditions. And just because of the partnership we have with CIs, we realized that Boy, in many cases, it's uh, it's about being more user friendly, not less user friendly, and what's important to them and how they actually do things. And rather than just um, us guess maybe at how they would like to gun things, um, we we're working directly with them. And Ben, as you know, we're we're doing that with other areas as well because it is it does work. I'll have to write that down for a future podcast episode, though gunning refractories because i mean just to your point it's 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 a very diverse and intricate method of installation and you can get good properties but it can be installed in very different ways and accomplish very different things so uh and the ci network was integral in, in helping us understand that and make a product that can be as versatile as the industry needs it to be yeah you know a little less um maybe a little less interesting than than gunning is is the brick world of things, but uh, you know, to Chris's point, recently we've launched a great new product to the world in our brick portfolio, and and this is another area where you know really from day one of the project, there was there's a couple of CIs that were you know big players in in the pulp and paper industry where this product is is targeted at, um, and they really just grabbed onto that that idea and, and that innovation project and from the beginning to really help drive success, you know, help us with what the functions and what the features needed to be and what was the right way to go to market with it and, and really just just provide a lot of input that, you know, I don't think many other 
refractory manufacturers would have the luxury of at that development phase that that we do with with the great CI network we have. I think that's that's a great testament to growing and improving the industry too, because this wasn't just a case of us making a, a Me Too product. You know, the the product I believe was uh, Greenlight 115 AR uh, in this case, uh, but really it was it was something better for everyone. It was better for the customer, um, and it required some innovation to to get there, and that was driven by the innovation from our research center, but from a market standpoint, driven entirely by our CIs. Um, and that, that was really a great case of collaboration to grow and improve the industry. You know, I think there's ways we try and show our appreciation for the help from our CIs. Um, you know, sometimes a little less public than others, but uh, that, you know, the success of that project and coming off of the gun tech project, we, we really felt there was something a little more formal we should do to kind of recognize that. So, you know, Chris alluded to the uh, the CI meetings we have every every couple of years where we get together, you know, a group of the network and, and really just talk about modern technology and things that are happening and, um, you know, different new products and, and things. And one of the, the things we do there also is, is recognize CI service. And coming off of that Greenlight 115 AR project, we decided it was high time to, you know, recognize some of the innovation efforts. And we created our HWI's first innovation award and uh, we're able to uh, present that to uh, one of the key CIs in that Greenlight 115 AR project. Uh, so I think it was really well received and just uh, felt good about, you know, being able to, to more formally recognize all that work that, that the CIs do provide to help support us in the innovative world. All right, dinner's done. I'm stuffed full of gratitude for our CIs and our CI network, but I've got this wishbone here for you two to split. As, as you may know, whoever gets the larger half of the wishbone gets to make a wish. My ask for you is, what wish do you have regarding the future of our relationship with contractors and installers? And what would you like to see more of as our CI network continues to grow and improve? Looks like this one goes to you, Chris. Yeah, well, I'll for those uh, in the listening audience, Ben told me he was undefeated in these types of um, wishbone splits before, but I'm happy to have won this one. Uh, there's been many changes in the refractory industry since I've been around, and clearly the network's been around and the, the industry's been around way longer than me. Um, the one thing, we've developed such strong relationships that really span generations, literally span generations. And sometimes it's hard to have that great and unique culture that, that survives generations. In the case of the CI network, it has spanned those generations. So while you say that uh, I get a wish, I always tell everyone, well, a wish isn't good enough. Uh, you got to do a little better than that. But I will just say that we really focus on listening to the voice of our partners. And I, I consciously use voice of partners instead of voice of customer because that's how we view our CI network. Um, sometimes the, the feedback that we get is tough to hear, but we appreciate getting it. And we really um, honestly take that feedback to heart and really try and do some things to improve. So there should be this continuous improvement type situation going on if we have that continued communication, really. Um, the, if there was anything that was positive that came out of the global supply challenges, um, I feel like everyone communicated and collaborated more than ever. And it was necessary to do that when raw materials weren't available, when there was a new crisis emerging every day. Uh, things that you took for granted, you just couldn't take for granted any longer. Our CI partners helped us 
forecast and plan more than ever during that process. And now, even as some of those pain points have subsided a little bit, uh, our CIs continue to provide us feedback that ultimately helps them and it helps our mutual customers. So I guess my hope and wish is that we just continue with this collaboration with our partners and ultimately just keep figuring out ways that we can service the markets even better, knowing that the markets do change. They are dynamic. So we need to, to continue doing that. We need to uh, be honest and accept the feedback and take actions to, to really make some improvements. Well, it looks like there's some leftovers left, Ben. Uh, you want to scoop them up and give us uh, your thoughts? One of the best things about Thanksgiving are leftovers. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I'll leave it with a wish. Um, you know, I talked a little bit early on about my journey in 14 years at HWI and, and really just, just how CIs were such a critical part to that. And I think on a personal career development level, I can go back to many instances where the learning and the experience was just so rich because of the CI involvement and the willingness of them to, you know, bring me in and let me be a part of it and experience it from their side and, and hear what they've got going on. And so I just wish that everybody else, you know, as, as I would be so bold to say, ushering in the next generation of folks at HWI, you know, I really hope the next generation of folks coming through our CI network, you know, have that, that same hospitality. And, and I wish that a lot of others can experience the same thing I did. And I hope that I can continue to do it, uh, of course, uh, continuously getting out there and, and being with the CIs has always been uh, a really positive benefit. Uh, and uh, I just wish that'll continue. Excellent. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Chris. There's no two ways about it. We consider our contractor installers family, and we are most assuredly grateful for them. Thanks for taking the time to walk through some of the history and the inner workings of our CI network with me. If you'd like to learn more about our contractors and installers or anything else mentioned in the show, reach out to us at technical-marketing at thinkhwi.com. But for now, let's take a step away from our refractory family and go spend some time with our real family. Happy Thanksgiving, and thanks for listening. Gobble, gobble.